you were telling us about the circles. I remember this vividly and you were in the middle circle or the, okay. the smallest circle. The smallest so, circle. Get to the meat of that. We have well, the potatoes. We're filled with potatoes. Potatoes are delicious. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> And welcome to Just One More Cookie, a podcast about two sisters' journeys toward complete health and wellness. We definitely don't have it all figured out, and we're still in the thick of it, but we are enjoying the ride. We'd love for you to come and join us for Just One More Cookie. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Just One More Cookie. My name is Amy. And I'm Abby. And we're so glad that you decided to join us today. We've taken a bit of a break because um, I had COVID. So um, now both of us have had COVID and um, what a ride mm-hmm. that was. Would never want to experience that again. And those of you who have had COVID, um, one of the major, major things that I battled with was um, exhaustion, like just wanting to sleep. At first it was great because I was like, oh, Kidnap all day. I can't leave the house. There's nothing to do. But then by like day three, I just felt really gross. So um, we're back. I'm feeling much better. Um, and we are going to be talking about building a community today. And I'm actually really excited about this because you are going to get a close look at what me and Abigail do every single week to help build our own community because Abigail is a part of my community and I'm a part of her community. Even though we are family, um, we have chosen to um, recruit each other in our health journeys, which you actually have to recruit. And we'll talk about that in in a little bit. But before we do that, um, I am going to share my favorite thing. because I just got back into eating this. So I, I love a good salad. However, I do not like healthy dressings. And I would like to preface this by saying, I think balsamic is a form of bile. It's disgusting. That's so dramatic. I'm serious. Every time I eat it, it's brown. It just like discolors. I hate balsamic vinaigrette. Um, I don't like you like all of the simple, like, um, dressings I don't really like. And then even like low fat dressings. Um, I feel like they taste a little, um, chemically preservative driven. Um, so I found myself really struggling because I wanted to make at home salads, but I also wanted something, um, to put on it as a dressing, um, without wanting to gag. So I found something that is like, I'm telling you, it is the best. So, and I am going to link it and it's from Trader Joe's. So fingers crossed you have a Trader Joe's by you. If you don't, I apologize. If you do, it's worth the drive, even if it's a little bit far. I know some people think, oh, Trader Joe's is so expensive. It is not. It's actually very budget friendly. Um, But what I get, it is called the spinach and yogurt. It's like spinach and yogurt dip. Um, No, spinach, kale, and yogurt dip. So it's made with Greek yogurt. It has spinach and kale in it and a lot of seasonings. It actually kind of has the same texture as like a French onion dip, um, only it is much better than French onion dip. But as far as it's a thicker texture. So the beautiful thing is it is so low in calories. It's made with Greek yogurt, so it has that filling aspect to it. So I'll make a huge salad and put like three or four tablespoons because serving size is two tablespoons a piece, and it's like 30 calories for two tablespoons. So it's like really, really low in um, in calories, and it is delicious. There's one thing that I hate is when my leaves are not coated in dressing because that is what salad is, is leaves. So if it's not coated in dressing, it has like a very much like I picked leaves from a tree and put it in a bowl type of texture, but this makes it so good. And 
I will say this, this salad, um, I was like really big on this salad about like six or seven, no, almost a year ago, because I would take it to the spot that I would work at and I would share it with some of my friends, rave reviews. And obviously it wasn't rave reviews like this cherry tomato was delicious. It was the taste of this um, and it's not dressing. It's, it's supposed to be a dip, but I use it as dressing. So insider secret. Um, it makes me want to eat salad more than I normally do. And it is so filling. Like I'm going to eat it tonight. I'm actually really excited to go and eat it tonight. And I put a lot of stuff in it. Um, but I also put chicken in it. So it makes for like a really, really hearty salad. And that's usually all I eat for dinner because it's all I need to eat because I am so full when I am done. So you need to try it. And Abigail challenge to you is to try it. Also, just want to remind you, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like, um, share this video with your friends. We love building our community. We love hearing you guys' feedback. Um, also, if you are listening to us on any podcast platform, please give us a review. It doesn't have to be a long review, but give us a review because it gives us more availability and the ability to... Um, to build our community and get more people involved in the conversation of health and wellness. So today we're going to be talking about building a community. And I find this to be probably in my top three of reasons why I'm able to stay the course and why I'm able to stay passionate about my health. And, um, really I credit my community for so much in my life, but one of the biggest things is, my um is my health and wellness journey because i think it's so important so tell me like when you first started because you started before me so what did it feel like when you first walked in by yourself because i when i first walked in i was not by myself i was going with you so what does it feel like because in the beginning you had zero community so i and this is a this is a really great point because i really do feel like you don't, if you rely on your community too much initially, then it becomes more about them than it becomes about you. Mm -hmm. Then I'll explain this because it just, it just popped in my head. When I first made the decision to get healthy, it was my decision. Like nobody told me and it wasn't like my friends were doing it. It wasn't like the doctor told me do this or you'll die. It was just, I remember having this thought of like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And for some reason, it was just like, I leaned into Weight Watchers. So I was like, well, where's the nearest Weight Watchers meeting? And I did it without telling anyone. They didn't tell anyone. And I went into the meeting and initially I was like really nervous um, because anytime you do something new in a new spot with new people, it's like nerve wracking. So initially I was very nervous. And um, when I went in, it wasn't like, you know, I'm like in my early 20s. And it's like, these are my grandmother's age. Um, so it wasn't like I walked in and like, oh, friends, you know, yeah. it was like, but at the same time, um, it just became, it became like my safe space. Because even though these women were all ranges of age, like a lot of them I shared in some of their struggles, you know, like I feel like that's kind of the great equalizer of health is that like, doesn't matter what your age is, there's going to be similar things that you struggle with. And of course, there are certain things that are characteristics of your age that you're able to relate to. But that, that environment was never a place that like attracted a lot of younger people. It's always been an old, older crowd. So I feel like the initial decision I feel like has to be yours. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's almost like if you start doing health because it's a challenge amongst your friends and you're only doing it because of that, if somebody drops out or if the group stops or if it, you know, just disintegrates, you won't have your resolve and your decision and you'll be too dependent on people. So I feel like before you find your community, I feel like you have to find yourself in the journey of your health and really figure out why am I doing this? What's my why? And what is it that I want to accomplish and then bring people along on your journey? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because when I went with you, I remember you tried to um, positive peer pressure me into going because I remember I started and I think I lost maybe like 20 pounds and I just really wasn't in it. And I, I agree. It's I feel like the, the community aspect is really important because, as you know, I mean, I started my first. I wouldn't count my initial time. And actually, I don't remember when that was, but that was when I did came with you the first time, wasn't really into it, lost like 20 pounds. I think I was in there for maybe a couple months and then quit. But when I actually started back, that was in 2006. So, I mean, that's 15 years. That's quite some time. And in those times, be, you know, I feel like when I was at the meetings with people, it was so much easier because you had that accountability. I feel like it's so much easier when you're to cheat or to, you know, kind of excuse yourself if you don't have to go and face the music and have somebody else, you know, not that people are going to say anything or judge you, but it's just the fact that, you know, somebody else is seen. So, and I think that's kind of like when you first even go, cause I remember, I think what it was hard for me when I went, it's kind of like before it's almost like you're in denial. You don't acknowledge it. You pretend like it doesn't exist. Like, yeah, I'm hugely overweight, but if I don't say anything and nobody else says anything, it's like, it's not real. But then when you go and create a community and go, and be accountable and say, I have a problem. It's, it makes it real. So it's difficult. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think, I think certain, certain people struggle more with creating a community than others. And I think it has a lot to do with um, your willingness to be vulnerable. I think it has to do almost like what you said, right? Because it's like, I, to take the step, to going to Weight Watchers took a lot because then I had to acknowledge that there was something, that there's an issue, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's something that I I really want to work on within myself, that things have gotten out of control with my life. And when you're creating a community, it's almost like you are giving people access to more personal areas of your life. And a lot of times for health, People struggle with embarrassment with that a lot, like, because I feel like there's such a negative stigma to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, now I have to, if I have a community, then I might have to share some very personal information. What if this, what if my community judges me? And like, what if, um, you know, like, what if my community doesn't accept me? Or what if they do accept me, but then they stop accepting me when I tell them, a truth about like, maybe I binge eat or maybe, you know, like I'm not being as true to my meal plan as I'm, as I'm supposed to be. So sometimes it enters building a community is difficult because now you're accountable. You're allowing yourself to be held accountable, um, to other people. And that's hard. Like there's sometimes, sorry to interrupt you, but I think to counterpoint that, I think that there's layers of community because I would almost do, what is that when this, is it called concentric circles when they're like, there's this one and then outside of that one is this one, et cetera. I don't know what the proper term is. This feels like geometry. What you just said (laughs) felt like geometry. I understand that it's like more linguistic and there's like a burden upon me that I should know, but immediately that sounded geometric and I have, it's a traumatic situation. So let me explain it to you. This is the inner circle right here. So this one, actually, let's start bigger. This is the big giant circle right here. Okay. But wait, are you, is this like, wait, are we leaning towards math or are you leaning towards your point? Because if it's math, I'm not going to listen. This is not math. It has nothing to do with math. This is like a picture. I'm there. Okay. I'm there. I was, I was back in Mr. Feeney's 10th grade geometry class. And I started to sweat. Okay. Now I'm here. I'll I'll call What did he call the girl? Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Yeah. And what were the guys? Sport. Sport. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe I'll do that. Okay. Sweetheart. Here's what what I'm going to tell you. Okay. So the big circle would Mm -hmm. be like your 
far reaching community. Like with us, when we were doing Weight Watchers, that would be like the group in itself. Yeah. And then inside of that giant group, there was a smaller one. And those were like the people that we sat by. So for example, one of them, and this was, I think, after you'd already moved to Tennessee and I was going to one group and there was, I think it was like a group of maybe two or three people, including me. So it was like me and there was this older guy and then I think another lady or something. And we would always sit by each other and we bonded because there was this one girl that was in there. And she cried all the time and she wanted to talk, which bless her heart. I don't want to be judgmental, but still every week when we go there, she would like put up her hand and she would put her hand up like this, raise her hand. Um, I just wanted to say, and then she start crying. And so, you know, you try to be patient and loving and I'm really sorry, but sometimes we just couldn't. So then every time that she would raise her hand, we would like talk like, oh, under our breath, like, oh, yeah. I wish she would just shut up. So I would consider that like my smaller community because for the bigger community, if I missed, like if I skipped a meeting, they might not necessarily notice. Okay. So they were in my smaller circle inside of my big one. And yeah. we didn't share a whole bunch of like struggles and about how bad our weeks were and how, you know, we pigged out at some party or anything. But if we, if I missed a meeting, it would be like, you know, you would feel like, oh, my inner circle is going to miss me. I need to be there next week. So it was like having that accountability helped. And then inside of that one, there was a smaller one, which is where you were or are, you know, or people like mom or Drea or people like that, that were closer that, those are the people that I could unburden myself if, you know, I was really having a rough time or I got on the scale after I had really worked hard and I still gained. And then I'm on the verge of tears because I get, just cannot take it anymore. So I feel like you can build layers of your group. The, the smallest circle is the people that you're really close to that, you know, the people that I call when I'm having breakdowns or when I'm getting really mad or the ones that, you know, you're, you really tell when you mess up. So I think that, which, I mean, do you find that same thing? Is that how your, uh, support system is you think, or is that just me? No. Yeah. That's, I think that's a really great, um, visual and explanation of building a community is understanding those, three, three kind of sections. I mean, I'm sure it can get even more complex, but I feel like that's probably as simple as you can, can describe it. Like, and this is like, this is true just for people like in my life, right? Like you have your acquaintances and then you have people that you're like on more, like people you work with, right. Would then be like in the more circle where you're like talking more and they know a little bit about you. Then you have like your super inner circle. Those are the people that you get real vulnerable with and who like truly know you. And I think when it comes to health, I think it's interesting to think of that concept with do you have those three portions within your health community? Because I think all three of those are really important, right? Mm -hmm. Like the yeah, bigger you can have more circles or I mean, you might just have two circles. I think it's yeah. you have to customize it to you. Yeah. But I think, I think there is value in, um, in really getting involved in as many ways as possible with, um, groups or people who are, um, really trying to work on their health because, um, I don't know, like I've heard this quote so many times and it's been, um, attributed to so many different people. Last time I heard it, it was attributed to Jim Rohn, but Jim Rohn or five other gurus said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you think about the people that are in your inner circle, the people that are in your life, it's like what they're doing with their life and how they're living your life. You are going to like average out to what those people are doing. So the same can be said about health, right? Like you are the average health of the five people you spend the most time with. So if all of the people in your inner circle are people who are living very unhealthy lifestyles and you want to really start working on your health, that's going to be a little bit difficult for you because your main circle of influence 
are doing the exact opposite of what you want to do. So for me, it becomes easier for me to focus on my health when I bring people in close to me who are really um, focused on their health in in many aspects. And I mean, I'm a I'm a talker, and I love bringing experts into my life. Like I love figuring out what people do really well at, and think. How do I incorporate this into my life? And especially with health, like I've always had some trainer in my life because I love having somebody in my life who can give me feedback and who can pour into that aspect of my life. And I love having um, people who are doing like interesting things with nutrition and different different beliefs and different mindsets when it comes to nutri- nutrition. So getting these people like in my life and getting them close to me really helps with them giving me information. But also um, like even when I go to gyms, it's really important for me to go to gyms that are more class driven because I find that I get to go to class with similar, like see the same faces. So then even though I'm not like intimately talking to these people, they become my community. Yeah. I think, well, I'm different than you. And I don't, I don't necessarily like a lot of people in my circle. And I think it's just knowing myself versus, you know, knowing you. And I feel like the farther I get on the journey, I feel like the less people I need or maybe the less circles, you know, like in the beginning, it was really important for me to go to the meetings. I mean, you know, all the times that I started and would lose a lot of weight and then gain stuff back and then start again. And when I went to the meetings, that's when I was really successful. But now that, you know, 15 years down the road, I've kind of revamped my circle to where I don't really need that one anymore. But I think, you know, I know both of us when, especially when we first started, you need a, I feel like you need a broader base of people that can be your support system. Cause it's hard when you're first starting out. Yeah. I think, um, I, I totally agree. Like, even if I think that's why when the, when the pandemic hit and especially when we had to quarantine, it wasn't as traumatic as it could have been had I been in a different stage in my health journey. Yeah, I agree. Because so many things in my life have become routine. Um, it becomes much easier for me to do, but here's the interesting thing. Like my, um, the gym that I was involved with, they did, um, group classes, like timed group classes, And at the time when I was going to CrossFit, my CrossFit husband, um, I call him my CrossFit husband. Um, My CrossFit husband. stories about your CrossFit husband. He's great. I want to meet him so bad. I know. I miss him since switching and doing cycling. I definitely miss him. But I would go over his house. And because we've we spent so much time with each other. It was like, there wasn't really a day that we didn't see each other and weren't around each other. So I was like, well, I mean, like, you're like my family. I see you every day let's just keep doing this. So I would literally go over his house every day and we would work out outside. So even then it was like, I didn't necessarily need him, but understanding me, I love doing things with people. So I think, I think that there's value in saying some of you, um, might not necessarily be extroverted, um, and might not need as much people interaction like Abigail but some of you might be like me and you like really enjoy like people. So I think when you really understand like your style, you'll figure out what a community is going to look like for you. But I know either way, the thing that really helps me is my car calls and like showing up every week and really talking because the thing I love about our calls is that I can be so vulnerable and we talk about so much more than just like, what did you eat this week? And what's working for you? You know, and sometimes I think Mm -hmm. when it comes to like health, we like go that bare minimum. Did you exercise this week? And like those things, like I want to be held accountable for those things. But I also like if I didn't work out or if I did like kind of like just eat things that didn't make me feel good and like just was feeling just like gross and like heavy, like with just, you know, the foods that we eat that are like our comfort foods. 
It's usually because something emotional is going on in my life. Like it's usually because like I'm stressed or something. So it's like, I love how when we talk, it's more so like, okay, what's going on? Like, mm -hmm. let's, let's share that. And I think that's really the, the Holy grail of community. And the beauty of this is that a lot of times you can create this in your own life. Like you were the one who created this for you. Well, actually to give credit, it was actually Natalie oh, who yeah. came up with it. Yeah. She came up with it. And I mean, I stuck with it because it was so helpful because yeah. And you know, we talk about this all the time that it's, it's really not about doing the work. It's about your headspace. Cause that's where we're really, that's where the battle is going on. So I feel like, and that was one of the reasons why I stopped going to the Weight Watcher meetings, which not to bash them. And I know a lot of people get help from them and they're, you know, successful, especially if you're just starting out. But I feel like it got to the point where it was so just generic. Like, how do you get more protein in your diet? Which I didn't need that because I've been doing it for a thousand years or, you know, how to do what kind of cardio to do. I don't, I don't care. I'm way farther along. So I feel like this outlet is so much better for me and for you. Cause it just, I feel like it's so more, so much more beneficial and you're right. Just to be able to vent about what was hard this week or how we were in a bad mood or we epically failed. I think it's so helpful to have that. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I a hundred percent agree and I feel like Sometimes people don't understand how important this aspect of it is. Like the idea of doing it just all by myself, it makes me sad because, because it's such a huge part of my life. So it's like bringing people along with me. And it's also such a space that I struggle with. So if it's something that I still struggle with, then like, something that I want to improve upon, I always build community around that. That's just always been my thing. It's like, if I'm not doing well with this, like I remember um, after, um, after dad died and I was struggling so much and I was like, they need a group. So um, my friend Maureen, um, whose mom died on the same day that dad died, she, um, she gave me this brochure and it was for like the local hospice and they were doing grief groups and it was so great. I mean, as great as a grief group can be. Um, mm. but it was like an eight week and it was like that first year and I needed that. I needed to be amongst people, you know? So I think there's so much value in that. And I think that's a huge reason why I show up for our calls every week. Cause sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't feel like talking. I don't care, you know, but the fact that it's not just like us coming and like reporting to each other, but it's just pretty much us. Like we end up chat. It ends up becoming like a chat. Mm -hmm. um, well, and it's helpful because we're not doing it by ourselves. I feel like we have that. You have the somebody's in it with you. So, and somebody gets it, you know, that's one thing that I really love about, because we're going through this together. So if I have a really bad day or I've fallen off the wagon and I call you, I feel like you're always one to say, okay, get, you know, let it go, forgive yourself. And tomorrow you're going to do better. I feel like that's so helpful. And I think that's what is important and why you're definitely in my group because we're going through it together. Yeah. I think one thing that I really loved about um, when I was going to Weight Watchers, our group became so tight knit because we started using it as a space to be vulnerable with each other. It's so crazy, like how like raw truth, like one person sharing raw truth, like begins to give other people permission to do so the same. Like remember me, like we used to always talk about like, how annoying it was when you would like step on the scale and like the people that were like weighing you would be like, oh, why do you think you gained like yeah. a pound? Were you expecting that? 
<laughs> no, dummy, I wasn't. <laughs> or if you were, it's like, yeah, and it's none of your business. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's when like your community, it's like, know your role. Like, yeah, yeah. Just I write love, it down. There was certain people that I would not go to to get weighed. There was one yeah. meeting. I didn't go to that meeting for long. There was a certain meeting I went to and there was this one lady, she was such a jerk. I'm like, how did you get a job here? Cause she was so mean. Like I felt like if I, if I gained, she was going to yell at me. Yeah. Like you gained this week. It's Were you tracking? Yeah. And then they'll like start asking questions and it's always so annoying. Did you work out more or less? Yeah. I don't want to be quizzed. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to try to solve my problem. Right. Just, Just give me, tell me what paper. the number is and shut up. Yeah. Give me my paper and let me sit down. Because <laughs> it's like just you like stepping on the scale and letting someone else in on that is already really personal. You know, like yeah. there's so many and it, it's so much of our society is driven by that number. Well, and, you especially know, like, since those people are at their goal weight and you're not. So then you're already going in there feeling like, oh, they're judging me because I gained two pounds from last week or whatever. It's annoying. Yeah. And for me, it's like, and you know, and we've talked about this so many times. It's like the number is not, it is not, there's so little value in that number, but I feel like it does help with like, for me, it does help holding me accountable and like staying like, okay, where am I at? What does that mean? What can I work on? You know, but because we've been programmed for so long to connect that number to judgment, it does take a while to like remove yourself from that. But it's so funny because even in that meeting, it's like you go there and you weigh and you're like, okay, whatever, just give you my stuff. And then I go and sit down by my friends. And now you're talking, you're like, God, I just gained point two. Yeah. And then you're like venting, you know, and then you're talking. And it's like, if somebody in my closer inner circle says, well, what do you think happened this week? Then I can start being honest. Well, maybe it was the fact. I remember one time I was talking to my friend, um, Colleen, who is one of my best, best buddies ever. And we share so many stories about weight loss and like just weight issues. And we both had child, childhood obesity issues. So I remember one time I was like just eating peanut butter. This is a literal story. Like I was. <laughs> All, like I, it, that's what was like 90% of my diet. I was going through a jar of peanut butter every two days, <laughs> but I was thinking in my head, let me tell you to interrupt you. I apologize. But what is that? Is it Maranatha brand? Is that the one that has oh. almond butter? Ask me about peanut butter and I'll let you know. Okay. Yes. Listen, listen, delicious. Listen. So they have this kind, it's like a caramel peanut oh. butter. Or call caramel almond butter. I'll never buy it. Let me tell you. They I'll used just to carry it with a spoon. <laughs> literally. Oh, I did that. They used to have it. They used to carry it at Target and they don't carry it anymore. I had to order it off of Amazon. And then I never ordered it again because I pretty much could eat it in one day. And you could have, oh my gosh, eating it with a banana. Oh, Ooh, or that's some what, that's apples. Where you get yourself, right? I was candy. Green it apples. It was like candy. I was doing green apples. I was doing bananas and I was literally just sitting with it open. And I'm like, well, every time I scoop it up, it's about a tablespoon, but it was like <laughs> one of those big spoons. And it was like, it was a hearty serving, you know, and I'm just like slathering it on apple. And I'm like, this is so healthy. So peanut butter is so many points. I know. And it's just a lot of fat. Like it's, it is healthy fat. It's, you know, yeah. like there's nothing wrong with peanut butter. But it's something that you eat in, you Fairly. know, moderation. moderation. It's the same thing with trail mix. I'm like, it's oh. practically, this is what birds eat, you know, like, and look how healthy they are. So I take like handfuls and handfuls. So I'm like sitting next to Colleen and I'm like, God, I like, I've been, I've been like doing so good this week. I've been feeling so great. And I'm like telling her all this and she's like, what have you been eating? And I'm like, well, I have been eating a lot of peanut butter. She's like, well, how much? And I'm like, well, I bought like three, three tubs of it. And she just like looked at me. She was like, that's so much peanut butter. And like, she's like shocked. And she was like, like, why are you eating that much? Pe I don't think you should eat that much peanut butter. And like, it was, it was like when she was saying it to me, I'm like starting to think over the peanut butter. And I'm like, she's right. 
Yeah. I've had like two and a half tubs of peanut butter in a week. <laughs> and that's like all I've been eating. And it's not good. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like having those type of conversations. Like I felt like because she knew me, because we already had a rapport, it was just like, it was so helpful. All right. So let's do our call. We usually do it on Monday. So we put it off, but so I want to go over the format just so people kind of know what we're, what we're doing. So we do the same format every week and I like to write mine down. I think you kind of wing it, don't you? You don't yeah, write yours yeah. down. Yeah, I feel yeah. like mine, when I write it down, I'm, I do better with my goals, my weekly goals. So, um, I like to try, I, we, I've winged it before. Cause just because sometimes, you know, I'll call you on my way home from work and just, you know, if it's going to be busy and we can't do it, but I like to write mine down. So the format is, we always say what our why is, and we pretty much, I've had the same one for a really long time. I know sometimes we'll rethink it and, you know, reevaluate it, but we say our why every week. We talk about what our goal was from last week and how we did. Then we talk about our high uh, for the week, what was good, what worked well. And then we talk about our low, you know, something that, you know, either causes us to trip up or something that just got on our nerves or something that was bad for the week. Then we, we don't say our weight, but we say how much we gained or lost for the week. And then we do our overall total because our overall total is impressive. So we like to say it. Then we talk about one thing that we're grateful for the week. And then we talk about our goal for this coming week, what we're going to do. And then I always like to end it off with a nice motivational quote. Mm -hmm. So, Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's begin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My why. I want to be completely healthy, have a positive self-image, and feel comfortable in my own skin. I want me and my dad to be proud of the healthy girl I am on the inside and the outside. So my goal for last week, I wanted to work out five times. I wanted to trick every day, and I wanted to limit my sweets. So I worked out four days which actually I'm, I'm still happy with my, and my workouts were good ones. I did, um, couple 45 minutes, which is, you know, usually I do a half an hour, but a couple of them I did 45 and, um, really good cardio ones. So I'm happy with that. Um, I tracked until the weekend. The weekend was not on my side, but that's okay because I enjoyed myself on the weekend. And um, I did not limit sweets because I was craving sweets. And so I indulged, which was delicious and slightly disappointing. <laughs> Perfect. Um, good job. Thank on you. Both accomplishing your goals and the ones that you didn't accomplish, it's okay. You'll yes. do better this week. Um, okay, so my goals, I wanted to restart 75 hard, which I did before a year ago, a little over a year ago. You do five actions every day. You drink a gallon of water. You do two workouts for 45 minutes. One workout has to be outside. Um, you have to read 10 pages of a book. You have to follow some sort of diet plan. Um, and you can't drink any alcohol. Um I think that's five. So you have to do those five. Oh, take a progress picture. That's six. So you do those six things every day. So I did it for 75 days before. It was really great. It really helped with my discipline and all of that stuff. So I was thinking uh, one of my friends reached out to me and actually asked me about it. So then I was like, oh, man, if he's going to do it, then I should do it. It was almost like I missed it, which the crazy thing is, is that I pretty much do all of these things just not like consciously. Um, so I started doing it and I made it three days. And then I was just like, I don't want to do this because I'm already, I know, well, I'm already working out twice. Right. So I already cycle and then I'll go immediately after cycling and I'll do weights, which ends up being like a little over an hour. But then I was like, Oh, well now I have to do an outdoor workout. So then I was like rollerblading and walking and biking, which I love doing all of those things. But I just, it felt like now it was an extra chore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And then it was like taking progress pictures every day. I'm like, I don't want my phone filled with a bunch of 
progress pictures. I don't care. Like, yeah. Because I look pretty similar from yesterday to today. So it's like yeah. consistent photos of me looking the same. Um, so then I decided that um, I put a, um, so because I only did like three complete days last week and then I started like getting down on myself and I was like, what am I doing? I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to put myself in a space of getting manic again. And like, this just leads down a bad road. I needed it the first time. This time I'm like, I'm just doing it because somebody else is doing it. So I just put a habit tracker on my phone and I just, cause I want to make sure I am drinking a gallon of water a day. Cause that's really big. I want to read 10 pages a day. So I'm just putting it on my phone as just like little reminders to do it. But if I don't, I'm not like, Oh, they didn't make it 75 days. So yeah. it was a good goal to have to remind me of what I don't want to incorporate back in my life and the things that I do want in my life. That's good. Good perspective. I'm glad. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So my high for this week, I had a couple. So I, um, I took off Friday and Monday cause mom was on vacation and so I wanted to stay the night. I like to have a random slumber party over there. It's so much fun. It's like going home and being at your old house. Cause you know, it's like your mom's, your parents' house always feels like home. Like you can go over there and you can raid the fridge or just lay on the couch and watch a movie or whatever. So it was fun. So I went over there, we had dinner, we watched um, a PBS TV show, which was so good called Miss Scarlet and the Duke. If anybody is a fan of like period dramas, it was, she's a female detective and he's a police officer. It's hilarious. It's really good. Anyways. Um, and then the next morning we got up and went to breakfast. I had some amazing cinnamon swirl pancakes. Oh, they were awesome. Delicious. Yes. Then we went to Joanne's and, um, Joanne fabrics. Mom spent like uh, $200 practically. And I spent like 10 bucks. So mm -hmm. it was fun. And then, um, Monday I took off Monday as well. Natalie came over, brought the baby. He played with the dogs. It was adorable. And we got to hang out. We have not hung out in a while. So we spent a long time just sitting around talking. It was so much fun. And then, um, I actually ordered, um, some new work clothes since now the seasons are changing. I really didn't have a whole lot of, um, spring summer work clothes. So I got some smaller ones that was exciting. So getting to try those on, um, I got a, a coat, like a trench coat a couple weeks ago, and that was a size 10, which for some people is not a big deal for me. It was a really big deal. I was excited about that. And then um, I noticed this something that I've actually noticed in the past, but I actually really, it came to my head. And um, so I was very mindful of it, which was something that was really exciting. So I was actually doing a workout. And at the end of the workout, I was doing a stretch. I was laying on my back. And then after the stretch was over, I just kind of was beached out on the floor because I was really tired. And you know, when you lay on your back and you put your hands like on your stomach, and my hands like overlapped. And I remember when I was at my biggest weight, like if I would lay on the floor, my hands would not touch. They'd be like this. Mm -hmm. So now I can overlap them. I'm like, oh my gosh, to see that difference. I was like, this is amazing. When I get on the scale sometimes and I get so mad because I gain one pound, but then I can do this on my yeah. instead of this. So it, that was super exciting. Yeah, it's like there's victories that I that some people who haven't lost a significant amount of weight or just really any weight, like any, what am I trying to say? People who haven't lost like a significant amount of weight won't understand. It's yeah, like, or people who like, have never been big before. Yeah, it's like interesting things like the first time you get to cross your legs or the first time you can pull your knees into your chest or the first mm -hmm. time like you are sitting in your car and like your seatbelt isn't jabbing your thigh. It's like, there's like little things that like people don't understand or don't like can't experience that are like so exciting. So that's yeah. super exciting. Mm -hmm. Is that all of them? You had at least 15. That was all, you know, I think that we should celebrate that. I had so many highs. I listen, I am celebrating all of them. Thank you. I You're need welcome. to be celebrated. You do. Um, 
I have two highs, one high. It's so interesting. I have this vision board on my wall that I put together at the beginning of the year, which you didn't want to do. Um, one of the things vision that boards I- are, <laughs> Vision boards are stupid. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so I have this vision board on my wall and um, one of the major things that I wanted to do was I wanted to do more speaking this year um, with my business. And within the last, um, I want to say two weeks, I have closed two speaking engagements. And here's like the best part. I did not seek these people out. Um, it, like both of these kind of just fell into my lap and are really great opportunities. I love speaking. I love teaching and training. Um, so I'm really excited with the shift that I'm starting to see in my business, which I put on my vision board. Um, and another big thing, which this is like kind of new, but I'm just excited to to talk about it. Um, I decided not to renew my lease in um, my my lease is up in June. So I decided not to renew my lease and I decided to just get in my car and travel. And I'm going to start traveling the West Coast. Um, I'm starting in Denver, Colorado. I just booked my Airbnb today for Denver, Colorado. Part of me is like super terrified and the other part is very, very excited. The goal is to just go from spot to spot, find Airbnbs that are comparable to the rent I pay here and just explore because traveling has been something that I've wanted to do since I graduated high school and I just haven't. And there's been an excuse after an excuse and I just feel like I'm at such a good space in my life. I'm not traveling or I'm not leaving because I'm having some sort of traumatic experience or I want to get out of here. I love it here. This is my home. But I also feel like I'm at a really good spot in my life where I can travel. And like with my work, I only need a Wi-Fi connection, you know, so um, I can still move around. I don't have to be in person really to do anything that I do here. So... I'm getting ready. I'm getting, you know, I'm taking baby steps. I'm going to give away pretty much everything I have and travel. I don't know my time frame. Uh, might be six months, might be a year. Um, I just know that I'm probably going to land back here because this, this just St. Pete feels like home, but I'm just so ecstatic and excited. And I just feel like it's a big risk, but as with my life, any of the risks that I've taken really great things have come from it. So I'm so, so excited. That's exciting. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so my lows for this week, um, I, well, I had a lot of work drama that was annoying. Any kind of drama is always irritating. So nobody wants to deal with that when it comes along. It's just annoying. And, um, I have been super tired lately. Like this week was terrible. I keep waking up at night and I feel like I'm having hot flashes or, you know, like extreme heat changes. So it's like, I'll get super hot and then I'll be freezing and then I'll get hot again and then I'll be freezing. And then sometimes like some of the nights I was, I was just sleeping really light. And then I feel like I would wake up just randomly and have a hard time getting back to sleep. So it has been really rough on me. I feel like it's rough on me mental, mentally and physically. And I just feel tired all the time. And I hate that feeling. So that was, that was a rough thing to deal with this week. Yeah. It's funny because I was thinking right when you were saying that, and this is so mom, I was about to say, well, maybe you're about to start your period. <laughs> <laughs> that is her answer for everything. 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 Oh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, she's not wrong. Sometimes maybe you're about to start is. your period. Maybe yeah, it is the hormones. Yeah. I started tracking, um, tracking my uh, my cycle on. It's called Clue. That's what I used to. One of my most favorite apps. It's very telling, and it's so on. Mm -hmm. Like it'll say when I'm going to start my period, and it'll be about a day, sometimes a day late. But usually it is so on. And especially when I'm ovulating, I find that I get more tired. I get more cranky. I get hungrier. Yeah. Um, I feel like I crave food like crazy during that time. Yeah. So Sweet especially. Yeah. So there is, there is validity to that. There is. Yes. Um, Milo, I've been having a lot of struggles with Amazon lately. And what? Oh, I love Amazon. So I ordered this shirt. 
Um, all my work clothes have been from Amazon. The ones okay. that I was very excited about. It's a, you've already had your turn. Side. your turn has already um, lapsed. Thank okay. you so much. Okay, continue. I ordered this shirt. Mm -hmm. Super cute, right? But here's my thing. They take really great pictures of the clothes. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is like, a, it looked like a silk work shirt that had, it had like spaghetti straps, but then like it had an open, open by the shoulders, long sleeves. And I'm like, oh, this shirt is gorgeous. I love it. Ordered it. And I didn't even notice that when I ordered it, it's like overseas somewhere. And it's. Oh, see, I don't like, order anything unless it's prime anymore. Abigail, you've already had your turn. <laughs> this is conversational. Do you not remember how we have our calls every week? I yes, mean, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay, so, I am sitting at rapt attention. Please, because right you're. I'm telling the story. Tell me about your Amazon so, experience. I. It was a month and a half to get here, so oh. I'm like waiting, and I was like, I'll just forget. If I forget, then it won't bother me. It's supposed to come in. Then the day comes and it leaves. I get a message three days after I was supposed to receive it. And they're like, we've lost it. So you can either get it credited back or you can get the shirt. So I send a very, very curt message to these people. And I was like, listen here, I've waited a month and a half. And I was highly anticipating the arrival of this. And they were like, so sorry. We'll send it again. Send it again. Had to wait another month. Right? Finally get it. I'm so excited. I try it on. It looks like a bib. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. That barely even covers my stomach. It was, I was like, did I order a child small? Did you Why look, is, so is it Asian sizing? I don't know. So then look at, okay, so now here we come to this shirt and I'm just going to give you a little, just so the top, I find the top very cute, right? The design on Amazon, the design looked, it looked cute. What it looked like was like polka dots, but not polka dots. And it also looked silky. This isn't silky. It Is also, that it? Yeah. It all, see, look at your face. Well, it, I don't, it doesn't have long sleeves. Where's the sleeves at? This is a different shirt. This oh. is shirt number two. So that was shirt number one. Oh. So then I ordered shirt number two because I had to order another, a case for my phone that I broke this week. Another low. But so while I'm there, I'm like, oh, I have this shirt in my shopping cart that I was going to get. Might as well order it. So I order it. I'm thinking nothing of it. Get it in, get it, get it today. I'm excited, of course. Anytime you order like clothes, you get excited. The pattern is stars. That's cute. No, I don't want stars. So that was first and foremost. I was like, stars? There's been a mistake. <laughs> so I go back I like the stars. I go back to the picture and I'm like, where did these stars come from? <laughs> They've redone the picture. <laughs> then this thing is so long, it looks like it should be a nightgown. <laughs> so it's like really big on the bottom, but then it fits on the top. Thus the story of my life. Anytime it goes past my waist to my hips, I need a different size. So now I'm annoyed and I'm wearing it right now because I'm like, well, I, this is probably just going to have to be something I wear to bed. So now I'm just like, I'm so mad at Amazon and the other part is like, should I, do I need to start shopping in person? Cause I feel like I'm at a transitional phase right now. Cause like some things I can order in a large, some things I still need in an extra large. And then it's like, it's just so frustrating because it's like, I get excited. Cause I'm like, Ooh, a new shirt. And then it comes in and I'm like, I should just burn this and the 12 to $25 I spent on both of these shirts that can be worn nowhere. But to bed, the other one can only be worn on my right arm. There's no point in that. I'm so annoyed. I'll so help that you was my love. Time. I'll help you next time. Please do. Yes. I'm highly, and whoever's taking these photos, listen, like this man, they're, they're genius. The way that they make these clothes will look in the picture. I'm like, oh, this is my dream outfit. Then you get it and you're like, 
what is this piece of cotton slash linen that wrinkles, has zero shine to it, and stars? I'm not a 10-year-old. I don't want stars on my clothing. So this week, I lost 4.1 pounds. Wow. I was very That's excited. awesome. Good for Thank you. you. Thank you. It's about time. I've had a really rough struggle the last couple of weeks, so I was very excited. Total loss is minus 72.4. Awesome. I did not weigh myself today. I only weigh myself based on my trainer calendar. I will be weighing myself next week. The last weigh-in I did, I lost 0.2 with a total of 121 pounds lost. That is amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of weight. Okay. So my gratitude for this week um, is my support system. I actually was thinking of it when I was writing it down just because we were doing this episode. And I thought how amazing my support system is and how it has helped me be successful. So I was super grateful for that. Awesome. Um, my gratitude is for Aaron. Um, our brother. Um, I'm grateful for Aaron because I, um, you know, in my decision to um, to take a big leap, I've been sharing with people and like, of course, everybody has different feedback, but um, Aaron just has such a way of calming me down. Always has. He's very um, wise. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to say always has. There were some years, you mm -hmm. know, but like in our mature years, Aaron has just, he's so, yeah, you're right. He's like very wise. He's calm. Um, he's always just been so kind to me and compassionate and patient. Um, and he's very honest. And, and he's the funniest person I know, second only to grandpa. So he has that little bit of humor in there too. So I had a great and wonderful talk with him this week. And I just realized how grateful I am to have a brother like him someone that I can go to if I want advice or to laugh or just to chat with. He's great. That's awesome. I love him too. That's yeah. Great. Um, so for this week, I would like to work out four times. Um, I already did one yesterday. So one down three to go. Um, I would like to track every day, um, two days down five to go. So that's good. And I would like to work on my sleep routine. I have events every day this week, starting today. They're all very early morning ones. So um, with the exception of, although tonight I'm still pretty early, you know, I had a late start because of um, the inconvenience. No, I won't, I won't say all that. I also want to work on my sleep routine um, because I, as I said, I've been sleeping really poorly the last couple of days, uh, last week, um, last couple of days and last week. So um, I have a lot of early morning work days this week. So especially being conscious of that and trying to get to bed early because I'm going to have to wake up really early. So I really need to focus on that, get that routine in place. Excellent. So, um, I noticed this week I had to um, I had to do a video of me doing pull-ups to send to my trainer, and I really didn't want to do it. And I finally did it, and I had someone in the gym film me doing it. And when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh my god! Like my body is so strong." And I had this moment with myself realizing how much and how easy it is for me to beat up my body, like just mentally, just not be appreciative. So my goal for this week is I want to use my journaling time in the morning to write letters to different body parts. And I know that that sounds really weird, but I just like to be more creative with how I journal and with how I heal my relationship with my body. So I feel like writing letters to my specific body parts reminds me that my body is living and breathing and that the way that I treat my body and also the way that I think about my body really does impact my everyday. Um, and so much of it is healing the relationship. So that is my goal. Um, I don't journal every day, so my goal is to do it at least five days. That's beautiful, I love that. Thank you. Okay. Our quote for today comes from Mark Twain. It says, keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. 
Small people always do that, but the really great make you feel that you too can become great. I love I it. Thought that was very apropos mm -hmm. for us building our support system and our community. Yeah. So this is literally just a sneak peek of what we do every single week. And we usually, like Abigail said, we usually do it on Mondays and it is so, so beneficial. So as we're closing this out, I really want to encourage all of you to build your community. And it can be from the standpoint, like Abigail talked about earlier, the three circles, you, you can have two circles, or you can just focus on that one close inner circle of somebody that you can reach out to and talk about this, talk about your health journey, connect. If you know, like, man, I really want to improve on this, or I really want to work on um, loving my body more. I really want to work on meditating or journaling, whatever part of your health journey you want to work on, incorporate people into your community. There's Marley. Incorporate people into your community. And, and you don't have to use the format that we use for our calls, but I encourage you have check-ins, have meetups. Like if you don't just want to call on the phone, because obviously me and Abigail can't have meetups, which that would be nice, but we can't. Um, but if you're in the vicinity of each other, can you meet up at a coffee shop? Can you do once a month? If you're busy, like don't allow excuses to keep you isolated because that's one of the biggest things that will keep you inconsistent, feeling lonely and not reaching your goals is feeling isolated. So start building your community. And even if you want to start with your family, sometimes that can be the easiest place to start if you know that your family is trying to get healthy. If not, reach out to your friends, see who wants to join you and start building that inner circle, that community, because it's going to be a huge help. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Just One More Cookie. We will see you all next time.